otherwise on SAFM. And a happy Thursday to you, Mzansi, and welcome to Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala. Hazel Makuzeni is my producer, and our technical producer for today is uh, Albert Klassen. Our contact details are 0892-102010. Email otherwise at safm.co.za and Twitter at otherwise safm or at Shadow Twala. By the end of today's show, I hope that you will have a deeper insight into metaphysics and how it can benefit you. As I will be joined by MD Robert Dagra and Alison Vickerman, head facilitator, both from Metaversity. But first, let's hear our lunch bite for today, and it is about intuition and knowledge. I've never been in a relationship that ended when I did not know it was going to end. There were times when I knew long before it ended, and I held on waiting for the axe to fall on my heart. There were other times when I thought it would end, but I stayed and prayed that it wouldn't. I usually forbade myself to think about it. In either case, when the end finally came, I couldn't figure out if I was angry, hurt, or relieved. By the time we see the trouble in a relationship, it is no longer trouble. It is a disease that has eaten away the core of what the relationship is about. The signs and symptoms have been present for quite a while, but the moment we see them, we fall face first into denial. We don't want to see or know or hear anything that might confirm what we already know. Women are blessed with a wonderful gift called intuition. It is our safety net. It is like a guardian angel. It is there to protect us and guide us. Unfortunately, it won't work for us unless we pay attention to it. So know what you know what you know and that is okay to, it's okay to know anything you know is for your own good your knowledge will strengthen you your knowledge will protect you not only will intuitive knowledge open your eyes to see what you need to see it will also let you know what to do about what you see don't be afraid to see what you know you asked for it and now it's here. FAFM proudly presents the best of the African Connection Fruit Mwamba, the dance edition. Dance yourself silly in this compilation of the best dance numbers of the African Connection Fruit Mwamba, now available at reputable CD outlets. It's otherwise on SAFM, and we're talking metaphysics with Robert Dagger and Alison Vickerman, who join me now in our Cape Town studios, both from Metaversity. Welcome to both of you. Thank you very much. And thank you for making it. The weather's better today, isn't it? Yes. Indeed. Indeed. We've been so hot over the past few days. But, uh, you know, on Twitter, you tweeted that, you know, you're coming onto the studio, into the studio today. I think it was, was Absolutely it, 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 you. And, and somebody kind of DM'd me and said, what are you talking about? What is metaphysics? What has it got to do with me and my life? So let's unpack it. it I, I know it's some kind of philosophy. Yes, absolutely. So um, a good starting point would be to understand that metaphysics is one of the, one of the seven branches of philosophy. Mm-hmm. And it's based primarily in the esoteric 
Now, the definition of metaphysics is that it's all the forces, seen and unseen, that co-create your existence or reality. And forces, seen and, and unseen. unseen. So when we break that down a bit further, so that, okay, that's just the general definition, and when we're looking at it in more practical terms, it's everything in your life that um, co-creates your reality or your existence and experience of your, of your world. Um, mm-hmm. And there are many worlds within that. And not tangible. <clears throat> tangible and not tangible. So oh. From your physical from your physical body and your physical experience right through to then your emotional, mental and spiritual bodies mm-hmm. that are less tangible or less physical. Mm-hmm. Um, talking on, on a vibration side side, it would be that each one of them is just a variant of an energetic vibration. Um, so looking at a very simplified example, if you went to gym to train your body for fitness or endurance or um, any any one of those forms, mm-hmm. this would be training your emotional body or your mental body or your spiritual body in the same way. Okay. So it's focusing in on those other aspects of life that are not necessarily more important, but equally important. And it's through the union of your physical, emotional, mental that you're able to live a more fulfilled and sustainable life. That, that's your whole being, really. Your whole being, So yes. you're, you're really connecting all the dots that make you who you are. Yeah, yeah. It's also about, it's like a table. If you take a table and you have the four different legs of a table, mm-hmm. one of the legs are unbalanced. Yes. How's the table going to support wobbly, you? Wobbly, wobbly, wobbly. Exactly. <laughs> so it's finding yeah. those four areas and, and balancing them. Absolutely. And we're not saying it's easy. It doesn't sound easy because what are we dealing with on our everyday uh, lives? I mean, which part, uh, using your analogy, all our four legs are not all on on, on the ground. And this is why, you know, our lives are the way they are. Mm. And we we often don't understand what is going on. We often ask questions, why me and why this is not happening in my life? Because that balance isn't there. Mm. So which one, do you know which one of the legs is, is, is always present and which other three or four or five so the mind the the the, the physical body yeah. and the emotional and then your so we're dealing every day with the physical body absolutely yeah. and and we deal every day with we actually deal every day with all four bodies um it's very easy to see someone that has an emotional body that's out of alignment mm. because they're reacting to situations far more in emotional state than in maybe the mind state which is logic and calm and able to dissect the situation. If you're acting from emotion, you know that I saw red. <laughs> and Which happens, I mean, in traffic, it's, it's, yeah. it can happen. It yeah. happens to Fingers all of us. Fly. Fingers fly. Fingers <laughs> fly. Words get said in anger. And it's, it's a natural, it naturally happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. But when you learn to work and strengthen those different departments or muscles, as per se, like your emotional body, you don't become so overruled or overrun by them and you're more in control to use them as the tools they needed to so being able to use emotion to judge how it making you feel if this is a right situation to move forward or not does it make you feel nervous or is there mm. fear or negative emotions there mm. or is there abundance and happiness this is a good feeling do i want to pursue this or strengthening your mind and being able to use logic and discernment quickly and easily is this the right situation for me is this a good career move is this is this the right type of partnership I want to enter into? So it's really about knowing yourself, but where, where, do, you, where do you begin? I mean, where, because I, I think you need to be confident of your departure point mm. in well, order to reach out to these uh, other bodies, bodies that, we, that, sure. that we talk about. Yeah. So very important, and that's what we offer in our introduction course, mm. is uh, self-awareness. Mm. And you have to begin with you. Mm. You cannot go and begin with anybody else or anything else until you get to know who you are, mm. what you want, what you need, 
where are you going to? Well, I think I'm quite cool. I know what I want. I know what I want. No, but you know, as you describe, you know, what, 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 how one reacts to things, mm. how you apply what you believe you know. Mm. Well, the thing is, we, you know, our university is very, very uh, belief driven. Mm-hmm. So we have beliefs from our parents, our religion, our society, and sometimes we are unconscious of these beliefs, mm. and they are actually driving us. And we don't even know that they are uh, um, driving us or Mm. pushing us forward or assisting us to make decisions. And a lot of these belief systems supported us at that particular time in our life. But just as you're going to update your cell phone or your car, (laughs) you need to update your beliefs and say, you know, is this belief working for me? You know, if someone's uh, having an argument, is it good for me to go and hide in the cupboard? Mm. Or should I come out and say, excuse me, but this is what I believe and this is what I stand for? And depending on how that other person is going to react to you. You know, you're talking about upgrading your, your, yourself all the time. But, um, you know, I once, I once read a book, because I, I do quite a lot of reading around this stuff. I, I read a book that said um, we, we, our lives as they are are not where they're supposed to be because we've been socialized. We get, mm. we, we're born into this world as, 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 as wonderful, innocent souls that know who they are and then we kind of domesticate it into mm. <laughs> this is what you're going to be the same thing we do to animals and, I love and, that word yeah we domesticate <laughs> it into this is how you're going to behave and this is how you're going to react and this is what is expected from and you and this is what is expected from you in order for you to be part of the human race mm. um, 50 years later you think wow I, I don't know this person mm. which is where you guys come in because metaphysically now do I upgrade that person that's already been domesticated without knowing the essence of who I was? Or do, do I, is, it, is it possible to just rub the, you know, rub it clean, the, the, the slate clean, and start from my innocence, my essence, if I can still find it? Um, well, that's a bit of a how long is a piece of string kind of question in terms mm. of there can't be a set black and white answer to it. Mm. There's, there's a variety of answers to that. Um, you would first obviously start with connecting with self, um, learning to identify what beliefs and habits are in your life, and then re-looking at which ones serve you for your highest and best, or actually serve you in in fulfilling a a good life, and which ones are maybe time to release. Then you would look at how to release them, how to change mindsets, and how to change habits and beliefs. That release must be very difficult, especially when it's been part of your whole for for all your life. And that's what's so nice about Introduction to Metaphysics, is when we deal with the first module, which is self-awareness, we then look at the other three modules, and there's tools to assist and guide and facilitate your process. Mm. Okay, let's talk about your first one, the Mm. self-awareness. How... how, how does that cause happen? I mean, what, what do you teach for me to be self-aware? Because self-awareness could be, do you know yourself? Do you know who you are? And my answer could be, yes, I know who I am. Absolutely. I mean, you would start with looking at, um, with basic questions into yourself, you know, and you would be answering them for yourself and just identifying where your life is currently. But you give me those questions to we ask give myself. Those, we give you those questions ask to ask me. yourself. <laughs> Let's go there. Um, no, but I just I just need some some practical ideas of of you know 
how, and I'm, I'm not asking mm. to run your whole course here. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Well, it's but 50 questions. So I no, mean, yeah, yeah. No, we can't and do it. And they're quite in-depth. And some of them are just a yes and a no. But some people will be more in-depth in it. But it'll be things like, how do you spend your time? Mm. And you'll give a little percentage on that. Mm. It'll be things like, are you nagged by anybody right now? Mm. Are you worried about anything or anybody right worried about now? the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, um, and just to answer a question, you know, at the end of the day, you can, you can only do one bit at a time. And mm. you can just do what you respond for you know ah, that's yeah. important. and if everybody because you change the world yeah. well you change yeah. the world through changing yourself yes. we have the belief system that if you focus in on improving your understanding of the world and you grow consciously so that your interaction in the world is better by default you've improved the world yeah. if everyone actively worked on themselves to be a better person the world would become better through it. Yeah. Almost so like a ripple effect. Yes, exactly, exactly the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to go and fix the world, it's focused closer to home, and then it's, it's leading through example, mm. leading a good life, leading um, a fulfilled, happy life, and showing that life can be abundant and happy and supportive. And then through that, you'll automatically spread that over into the people around you's lives and that ripple effect will just spread. Yeah. It is infectious, isn't it? It's absolutely yeah. infectious. It's, it's infectious in the same way as talking to any person on a subject matter that you don't know, but they're passionate about it. Even if like you, okay. <laughs> exactly like and you're that. affecting me now. <laughs> well, that's wonderful to you. You know, because I'm thinking though, we 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 live in in, in a very challenging time in our mm. lives. Mm. You know, and we want to take on the world, especially in South Africa. Because I, I wish we could all go to Metavarsity and just all in one swoop, one swoop. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, and come out thinking, you know, because we, we're not sure, we, we have fears about where our country is at, yeah. we have fears about um, not being employed, we have fears about our children and mm. the kind of future they're going to have, we have fears about just not having, mm. you know, poverty, etc., yeah. etc. Even fear coming into our car. Yes, to come you know, so we, we, we deal with all of this, and this is why we're also stressed out, and we we fight at traffic lights and, and, and those kinds of things. Mm. How how can we, can you too, and the people that study metaphysics, um, make sure that the ripple goes the right direction, if you know what I'm saying? It, it does automatically, because um, obviously that there's two forms of growing in consciousness. You can grow positively or negatively, and this is not to, to differentiate between right or wrong, because right or wrong is, is more of a man-made concept of us seeing a reaction or an interaction and placing it through our own emotional filters and saying that's right or wrong. Mm -hmm. It's more just to understand that it can go, uh, any action or effect has a a vibration Mm -hmm. or has a resonance that goes outwardly. And the the more you move higher up into it, the higher your ripple effect or the higher you are vibrating Mm -hmm. outwards. Mm and, it's, uh, and a good example would be Nelson Mandela. I mean, he, his ripple effect reached out and touched millions of people. I know. You know we, we, we all know that, but yeah. we want to know how he did it, or if he did it at all. I mean, you know, mm. if, if he was conscious of it, or if he was born that way and resisted being domesticated mm. up to a point, you see, because... Most of us, I, I think most of us are brainwashed, positively yeah. or negatively. Yeah. We live automatic lives. We live automatic, immediate, instant mm. lives. Mm. We, we a cut-and-paste nation, yeah. you know. So how, how does one resist all of that? 
I think that the first point would be then to look at your mind, where you have your ability to access information on a critical level mm. um, without emotion, and decide then and there. How do do that? With meditation would be a very good example. Mm. Meditation is one of the simplest forms um, in spiritual work mm. to strengthen your mind, um, not just for spiritual practice, but simply for daily living and, and, and using your mind as a tool for your own life, betterment of it. And um, there's a lot of... A lot of misconception around meditation. Most people associate meditation with a Buddhist monk sitting <laughs> under a tree while humming and praying <laughs> the mind. And that's, that is one form of meditation, without a doubt, but there are different schools of meditation. Mm. And there's, there's a lot of easier ways to get into it through guided meditation, to learn, and even just um, muscle memory exercises or muscle strengthening exercises, such as being able to focus on a candle for a minute a day and just slowly build that up and that the the effects are very very fast if you mm-hmm. did that for two to three weeks you'd immediately start to see the the changes in your life and that's also because by default when you start doing that you're creating space in your life to be quiet and to yeah. actually start so to know yeah. where and and if there's a big pattern that you've been ignoring it mm. will slowly start to, to show up and you can choose to ignore it, choose to ignore it and eventually it gets to the yeah. point where, okay, I have to identify this. Why am I choosing the same sort of relationship pattern. or the same pattern mm. every time? What, why is that underlying reason in there? And that is development work or spiritual development work. Now, I, I, I see metaphysics as you explain it as, as this, this vacuum that we want to understand that that almost gives us a a, a a connection with the with nature, for instance, with mm. with the rest of the energies around around us mm. in, in the universe, and we're trying to make sense of that vacuum, or we're trying to make sense or, or fill it with information so that we are one with with. I think that a, a good way to explain it is that it's not so much to find the the answer, um, because it's about finding the right answers for yourself. It's about identifying that everyone's balance is different. So some, some people, they need X amount of work in a week and X amount of exercise a week, and others need more family time or more this and that. And there's no set formula to run your life in this order with this amount of hours mm-hmm. for this subject. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would have been discovered and we'd all live it. So immediately we must realize that everyone's um, identity and balance for running their lives in a, in a prosperous way is different. So metaphysics is about identifying what your balance is and mm. what areas you want to improve on actively. Mm. Now, you, you run MetaVarsity. Um, who are the students that come there? What, what are they, oh. they, they? They're looking for fulfillment and knowledge, I guess. Mm. Yeah. But um, who are they? We actually have a variety of students who come. We have students that are in the early 20s mm. um, to 20s that are wanting to really connect with What's their purpose and passion in this life? You know, what should they be doing? Or what really excites them and what do they want to spend their energy on just trying to master? We have... Um, I find a lot of that know, energy came in now when Robert uh, took over Metavarsity. A lot of the younger energy okay. came in. Mm. And when it was still with the, the previous uh, um, owners, the, the age then was the 30s, the 40s. Yeah. And older, and I find for myself personally, is that time in your life where you just read a certain age and you start saying, Oh, 
what's happening? Mm. What's my yeah. purpose? Where am I going? Like, but you know, you I'm know? finding a lot of you know they have these parties all over all over the, the country mm. where they go into the bush Which and <laughs> DJs resonance and all of those like kinds transport. of yeah. Yeah. parties. <laughs> they go into the bush mm. and they they're all kind mm. of hippily dressed and. Uh, I find that flower power energy is coming back of the old hippie kind of movement, uh, and which which then speaks to the metaphysical space. I think um, absolutely. And younger people, high school children, are, yeah. are now yeah. you know turning into that spirituality. They go to when the full moon is out. Yes. They go and meditate on the beach. They climb mountains. They cycling. So there's that connection to nature that. Everyone is, is being drawn to it. It's an interesting thing. I mean, we we say that you know we're spiritual bodies housing a physical body, um, and it's it's about identifying the fact that we're spiritual by nature. Um, almost everyone, and there's no right or wrong here, mm. will connect to a certain religion or a belief system and thinking that has some form in a greater a greater presence than themselves. Mm. And and it's true that that they get support and that they they feel better about their place in this this planet on mm. you know and their daily interactions with it and it's to identify that by default we are spiritual beings we do give support to each other we do work with emotions we do connect and it's just natural to us and because uh, i'm thinking is, is, is you know is, is there a cycle is you know these fads come and go you know of wanting to connect with spirit wanting and then people turn around and go into other things like serious uh, religious beliefs and, mm. and, 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 and that. And some people break away, like they did in the 60s when it was with the peace sign. Was, yeah. you know, mm. I would agree. Yeah, I, do see, I do see the cycles as mm. well. The previous cycle was more um, like ahead of something. You will do this and you shall do this. And, and mm. now it's more like I'm thinking for myself. I, I want to do this and I'm going to do this. It's like everybody's breaking away from that structure mm. of mm. what we were living with before. Yes. And it's quite a, uh, and that structure lasted quite a long time. It did. You know, it's, it's almost as if you go to astrology, they would say that was the Pisces age, and now we're moving to the Aquarian age. Well, there you go. So. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now, I, I, I don't want us to run out of time, but I wanted us to, to talk a bit more about this. When people think of varsity, they think, oh, I'm going to go to university and, and earn my stripes and then mm. get a job in, in, in something and do better in mm. it. This varsity is not that kind of varsity. Absolutely, because simply the, the outcomes that you that you take from the end of the courses are so varied. Um, just to give you a bit of an example, you could study with us through all the levels to do the diploma and all our diploma students run full-time practitioners now um, and run their own practices. But not a lot of students go that route because going that far down the, the journey um, really is a commitment to that way or that cycle of life. Mm-hmm. A lot of students just do first year. Um, most of them carry on to second year and finish around there because at the end of your first year, it happens every year with our distance learning students and our class learning students that uh, at the end of the first year course, they have changes in their relationships. They have changes in career and mm. finance. They have mm. changes in the friends they hang out with. They just have changes. A lot in of the shifts. W- so many shifts. Mm. They have changes in the way that they interact with their world. Their world changes for them. And you've got, you've got these varsities all over South Africa. Yes, we've got um, campuses running in Cape Town. Um, we're about to branch out and open in March in Joburg and the Garden Route. And we've got online classes with students throughout South Africa and internationally. And we have a sister company who opened up two years ago 
with our courses getting converted into German. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. So how do people find you to, 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 to talk to you some more? Because today was really a bit of a taste for our listeners to say, here are these folks who are really wanting to help you find yourself mm-hmm. and, you know, understand, because when people hear metaphysics, they kind of think it's complicated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Maybe you should have found a simpler yeah. word. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what it all means. means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, people are intimidated and think, no, it's not for me. I'm not too sure. Yeah. And, you know, what it means and what it can do for me. So today was really an introduction to, to mm. your metaversity. But hopefully um, people were curious enough to, yeah. to call and find out more. Absolutely. Absolutely. If they contact us, we will talk to them and talk them through the process and what the course entails and take it from there. And don't uh, shy away from maybe all the big words or the conversation today. Really what you need to look at is, do I want to take responsibility for my life in all areas? Do mm. I want abundance? Do I want to be empowered? And, and really find I mean, Do I want to be inspired? Do I want to be of service to humanity, to the planet? Mm. Do I want to make a difference? And even with myself or my family, that's really what you, should, you, know, you can ask yourself. Alison, Rob, thank you so much. Robert, yeah. <laughs> for joining us. And it's www.metaversity.com. Um, correct. Um, and you can contact us on 0861 116 126. Alternatively, find us on Facebook or Twitter. Mm. Ah, yeah, I'm retweeting everything you tweet. And our classes are starting soon. Yes. Okay. Yes. All on your website. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. All right, really it's nice. now time for news headlines with Utilia Sarko. Thanks, Shadow. Vonderkamp Stadium at Marikana has been filled to capacity. Striking Amkumanas await feedback on their industrial action. Police monitoring the strike in the platinum belt around Rustenburg say several thousand miners, some armed with sticks and shamboks, have converged at the stadium. One person has been killed after he was allegedly shot by police during a service delivery protest on Main Reef Road between Rudderport and Krugersdorp, west of Johannesburg. And government says it has received confirmation that the South African man held by Al-Qaeda militants in Yemen is alive. Deputy International Relations Minister Ibrahim Ibrahim says eight other foreign hostages are being held in Yemen in areas beyond the government's control. Details at 2 o'clock. SAFM is your radio station, so we want to hear what you have to say. We value your inputs and opinions on our programming. The format works for me well. In fact, my day won't be complete without SAFM. And why have you got an SABC representative on that program? It's, it's for editors, not SABC reps. I love these signing programs. I love hearing everybody's comments. You know, it seems that SAFM is becoming the voice of the dominant global elite, you know, not the ordinary uh, man in the street. I think SAFM is doing a pretty sterling job. Email us. J-O-Z-I S-A-F-M.co.za. Fax us on 011-714-5829 or comment on our Facebook page SAFM Radio. Thank you for taking the time to provide us with your feedback. This will be carried forward as we think about the future of SAFM's programming. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Otherwise, on SAFM. Now, Bibliotech has launched its One Million Books campaign in response to the high illiteracy levels in South Africa and that more than 16,000 public schools in SA do not have libraries, can you believe it, depriving children of the essential foundation that reading provides and dimming their potential for a bright future. Now, joining me is Executive Director of Bibliotech South Africa, Jean Williams. Thank you for your time, Jean. 
Yes, good afternoon. Welcome. Thank you. Now, this is a, a huge campaign you're running. Tell us a bit more about how it began. Okay, it began in 1998 when uh, Wavlunif was brought to South Africa, and the main aim is just to provide books where children need books. So we donate books wherever there's children in need of books, be it schools, be it hospitals, any preschool, any organization where there's a facilitator that can read the stories, share the stories or whatever. And uh, um, that's what we've been doing for the last 14, 15 years. Now, you say Biblionef came to South Africa. Where is it originally from? It's from Europe. Um, It was founded by a Dutch ambassador. He started it off um, in Suriname years ago when he saw children running around in wars and terrible areas. And he thought, whenever is these children going to know what the wonder of books is? So when he um, started to think of retirement, he said, the one thing that I want to do is take a ship full of books and just go around and giving a book to children to know there's an other and a better world out there. Now, how have you collected the ones? Because... You've already donated one million. One million. In the last 14 years, Mm -hmm. one million books. So now we want to donate our next million in the next four years. I think you can do better than that. Let's say the next two years. (laughs) (laughs) Let's put pressure on South Africans and say the next two years. I just want to say the books that we donate, each one is a new book. And each one is a South African book. And each one is donated in the child's mother tongue language. That's different from... Yeah, books coming in from overseas and whatever. Uh, you know, each book is a new book. But how do you identify who needs what book? You know, the 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 the, the whether the mother tongue. We 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 don't just give out books willy nilly. People have to apply. People have to make the 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 book needs known to us. We have a questionnaire that we follow. So every book that we donate, we donate because we know that people wanted it and we know what, what is the main language spoken at that school or that crèche or whatever. And we pack according to their needs. Okay, before we even get into them registering and, and, and telling you about their needs, do, do people bring you new books or do you we ask for financial, financial donation is what you we want? We buy 90% of the books we buy. Like any shop, we go to publishers, we go to shops, and we buy the books. About 10% of the books are donated to us by publishers or people that have the books, and we buy in bulk. Okay, and, and so where do you get the money to buy? Okay, we are a registered uh, non-profit organization, so we do uh, ask lots of people for, for money. We do get support from the lotto, uh, Standard Bank, Places like that, yeah, we do, there's the regular two people working on, on asking for money from fundraisers, fundra- uh, good meaning organizations, yeah, like corporates and, and trusts and so on. So you've got people knocking on those doors looking for money on, on your behalf? Yeah. But, but Jean, who, who benefits? We're talking about children. Uh, are, they, are they particular age groups or is it just any we child? We focus on the age group 3 to 18 years old. Mm-hmm. 3 to 18? Mm. And does this include school books, you said? Any type of school book? No, it is, it is more, it's not textbooks, it is storybooks. Ah, storybooks. And library books. There might be, you know, factual books as well, but the focus is on enjoyment of stories. Now, when you deliver these books, are there libraries? No, in order to enjoy a book, they don't have to be a library. Yeah, but I'm thinking, obviously, they need to share them. Do they get these books and keep them, or do they belong to one center? I'm trying to understand... 
who has access. So if you've identified a school, let's say in Dubai and Soweto, yeah. okay, and and the people around Dubai and other children, of, of, of obviously it's just one school. Is are those books for the children who go to that school, or can you spread it around the the, the area and no, that community? No, the books are are to be used in a sort of a library format. It doesn't mean the child every child now gets a book and it goes home and tomorrow there's no more books in the school. Mm-hmm. It should be as a reference for a teacher to go and fetch a few books so that I can tell stories the whole week through to my to my children. And the other teacher goes and fetch her books and she tells it to the to the to the to the class again. Or the, the for instance. If you give 500 books to a school, every teacher can get 30 books for her class to use for the year. Ah, so the you children know? don't keep the books. Yeah, no, it's not for the child to keep. It's it's good books. It's it's sturdy books. So it's for to go around and around like a library. But people always think they need a formal library to enjoy books. Mm-hmm. It can be a simple system, you know. We there's just control over the books. Okay, so there must be a system in so place. So one person at the school is, is responsible for the books. If they do have a library system, it fits into the library system. If they don't, we give them advice on how they can control the books in a simple way until they can get a library. Okay, so you put those systems in place by so training one of the like teachers. So the, 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 the getting them interested in books before getting them uh, a library. I see. Mm. I see. Now, tell us about accessing your books. Um, by by different schools and different areas around the country. Okay, let me just tell you. Over the years, we have donated books to quite a, to over six million uh, children's organisations. Part of what we expect from these organisations is that they must open up the book and use it and tell the stories to the children. Another one of our expectations is that they must tell five other schools about us. This is good news. We want good news to travel. So they tell other five schools, you know, we've got such a wonderful box of books. If you want, um, you can also apply. You must just do this and this and that. And that is how more and more people know about us. And, of course, it depends on the, on, on the languages that they, they speak because they, they can choose between their mother tongue and, and English. Um, I'm, I'm just wondering, though, if why you can't mix those books. If they ask for their mother tongue, Including English, because English I know is... we give 60% mother tongue, 40% ah. other. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought I was thinking of everything, and you thought of everything, I see. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we give 60% mother tongue, 40% English, or whatever the second language is. Yeah, it's always good to have some English. We all need English at some time, but small children need to be engulfed in the local in language. In their mother first. tongue, for sure, yeah. for sure. I support that fully. Mm. Now, tell me, you, you say you ask the Standard Bank and Lotto and all of those kinds of people and you ask for big donations. What what can I do to okay. to support your, 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 your million books campaign? Okay, for, for us to be able to give a million in the next few years, we need some... Big support, small support. We actually want to appeal to the uh, man in the street if they can help us to to donate this million books. It costs us 60 rand to donate one book. Mm -hmm. So you can either go to our website and say, I commit to give 60 rand so that we can give. If you give me 60 rand for over a year, it's 12 books that that enable me to donate it to more people. And, you know, when people give money like that, they want to be able to account and say or, or, or look back and, and, and get some kind of confirmation that, you know, I know I, I gave money to, to, to um, Jean and Jean gave my book to 
a particular school or this is the people in Limpopo or the people in Soweto uh, or in Kailicha have got yeah. my books. No, we Do will you acknowledge, acknowledge it like they that. Get, they could get a newsletter or update on what we've done. Um, people can also get a certificate. We are registered with a department where they will could pay less tax, you know, if we give them a mm-hmm. certificate that they donated some money to us and so on. They just need to, to be in contact with us and tell us what they would like to know from us. But we will. We, we they could even choose a school and say, if I donate five thousand rand, can you make sure that that school where I went to get some books from you? You know, all kinds of arrangements can be made. Fantastic. But Jean, I wonder if if I've inherited a library, mm-hmm. if my father was a good reader, and I've got these amazing hardcover books that can be donated to these children, why won't you accept them? Huh. <laughs> if your father, if it's your father's books, is it children's books? Is it children's books number one? Um, I do like second-hand shops and second-hand books and so on, but we as a company only give new books because of the smell of books, because of the very seldom when people say, come and you can use my library, do they have books in languages that's not English or Afrikaans? And mostly I work with Kosa children whose mother tongue is Kosa, Zulu, Sutu, and whatever. And uh, I often get this request, oh, I want to clean up my library, but it's, it's not the same like getting a box of nice new children's books. But the children don't keep them, Jean. Somebody reads it to them. So if, if I do have children's books, mm-hmm. they've been sitting from my children's, you know, when they grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they in mint condition. So why wouldn't you want them read to another child? No, I don't say you can't read it. I just don't say give it to us and then to donate. Do go and find a children's organization and give that books too. But if every other second person wants to give me their books, it, it makes it very difficult for me to select books and then give it away. I think it's, it's, it's free for anybody if they have books uh, available that they can find a suitable children's organization and give those books too. But if people ask us directly for books, this is our um, values that we, that we say that we will always give new books. It's a present that we give. It's a, it's a promise of joy and happiness that we want to give. And you don't always give people a second hand thing as when you give them a present. But I thought that the, the, the imperative was to get the kids to read. No, it's, it's told. Like I said, I visit second hand shops. I like reading. A lot of the people that I'm in contact with, they, they, they don't like reading yet. They, that love for reading must still be in store. And then lots of good meaning people give them thick English books, you know, that they think reading is this heavy, heavy job that you need to do. And we, the, our books are very simple, it's colorful, it's, yeah, it, it, it speak, it's relevant to what the child needs, needs to know now. Hmm. I'm, 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 <laughs> well, I, 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 I really think that, and, and this is just my opinion, uh-huh. Jenny, is that a book is a book is a book. Thick, I, thick thin, new, old. If 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 it's in, it's about encouraging children to read, then and especially that they're not taking the book home. There's a teacher that's reading it to them. The teacher will find the most appropriate story to read to them. I think you're still imparting knowledge, 
And I don't think children should be intimidated by the size of the book. I think it's the way they're introduced to the book and the way it is read to them. I and I'm not sure how, how you could... With you, I, I'm not sure how I'm you could... If, if every second person that has some odd books at home bring it here, then, then it, it just becomes very difficult. What I'm saying to people, in addition to Babunit giving our books, you can also give your books. I'm not saying you shouldn't take your books to the school. Well, you know, you're running a million books campaign, and I thought you'd, you'd get all the help you needed, but you prefer financial help and, and, and not, not physical help with books. So that, that's what we'll tell people. They mustn't bother you with their books, but they must just donate money to you and hopefully... Well, if they've got, good, if they got a children's book at hand, we will take a donation of children's books. If it, it's new and <laughs> it is in the local Provided language, it's we will new. take it. Provided it's new. Jean, thank you so much for talking to us. Good luck with your one million books campaign. And, uh, yeah, we wish you all the best. I'll give your, I'll give your website out and, uh, and let us know how, how, if you reach your target. How many years do you say you have? Four years. Four years. Mm. Yeah, I think it's going to take you longer now, I think. Thank you so much. Thank okay. you so much, thank Jean. You. Bye. I am, I'm not, I didn't understand that people, I don't know if I'm being ridiculous or impossible, I did not understand that. We're trying to raise books for children, but they have to be new. Give me money, otherwise take your old books to other people. Mine are new. Mine have to be, you know, in mint condition, new and bought. Well, if you really want to help Jean, I really hope you give us your support. www.biblionefsa.org.za And now we're going to take a song by one of my favorite artists, Kajanin.
music by Kajanin, Sambalera, my son, and which brings us to time now for Shapshap.